Welcome to Loading the Bar with physical training experts Parker McBride and Matt Wasco. Our Fit Lifestyle podcast covers the science of nutrition and fitness, together with the challenges we all face to be disciplined. We'll guide you through the minefields of fads and gimmicks and all manner of BS that tempt us in today's fitness world. Ready to begin? Then let's start loading the bar. Welcome back, everybody, to the Loading the Bar podcast. Parker McBride here, joined as always by Matt Wasco, my co-host. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm good. I'm real good. It's um, it's been a you know fun week, and um, I'm excited for the Chiefs game tomorrow. I got the ribs in brine right now, so starting to cook those tonight. I'm ribs. very excited. That's exciting. Yeah, ribs are really good. I had some ribs last night. Did you, well, you got to save, save some for the game. Well, we have something different for the game. Wings is like the most common Super Bowl food, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Wings, pizza, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Ribs are great, though, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great one here today, and we have a really exciting guest joining us today. All right. So, first time on the Loading the Bar podcast, we've got a guest. We are joined by Brian Keller. Um, and Brian is a guy who is no stranger to the microphone, so we're really excited to have him on here today. Uh, thanks for joining us, Brian. You're welcome. Yeah, no stranger. Just uh, I lost it for a while, so I had to. You know, I'm glad to finally find a microphone to use, and and uh, this is awesome. Thank you for uh, having me. I, I I'm blown away that I'm your first guest. So thank you. Absolutely. You know, um, Brian, somebody that Matt and I have known for for a few years, and you know, we've uh, worked with you a lot, both personally and also in your uh, fitness journey. So um, we want to just give Brian an opportunity to talk about um, his experiences and his own fitness journey. You know, it goes back many decades um, and there's lots of different peaks and valleys along the way. And um, we think the the knowledge that he's gained and the wisdom he has on that is, is fantastic for you guys uh, looking to, to embark on your own journey. So um, I kind of want to start off, Brian, just talk about what got you into fitness to start way back whenever that was? A uh, really good question. First of all, before I start that, I do want to congratulate Matt on hitting 375. Uh, oh, thanks. Was that last week? You, you yeah. texted me and said you last hit 375 Tuesday, yeah. last Tuesday. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Matt. Yeah, really thank good you. job. Thank you. Um, so, you know, as, as you get to be um, a teenager, uh, as a young man, uh, you know, girls, it's always different with girls, uh, obviously. Uh, but for for guys, as uh, as we hit our testosterone levels and we we, we become teenagers, we want to work out and and uh, a lot of us do, most of us do, I think, uh, and and try to put on that little bit of weight because typically we're so skinny and we're trying to find ourselves and get right, you know, get uh, get a little bit bigger. So as a teenager in school, I worked out a little bit, and then after, uh, you know, it, it's just really tough even if you found your journey once you get through school get through college uh get into the working world it makes it really really difficult to stay with that so i started uh worked out really really good and strong for a while started having kids uh worked full time and uh, got out of it unfortunately for 15 20 years and just didn't have the time because, you know, you want to be a good dad, good family man and, right. and, and not take away from kids. And, and at that point, I was not an early riser like I am now. So anyway, so I, I got away from it. And uh, finally, over the last uh, man, what's it been? Probably 
five years, I've really been hitting it hard again. I, I'd say prior to that, I had another couple of, year, of years off, and then I had to hit it for another two or three years before that. Took a couple of years off because I was really busy with work and then got back into it for the last five. So it, it's been an up and down journey. And it usually is with a lot of people that work. It's just it's very, very difficult to stay consistent and focused on on working out, I think. So interesting point there. You started out doing it for the ladies, sounds like you said back in the day, well, wanted to put on some muscle. How, how, how did that, how did that go for you? I don't know necessarily that it's for the ladies. It's just a guy just wants to, you know, you want to look good. You don't, I mean, I, right. I, I graduated, I don't know about you guys, but I graduated at 176 pounds. So a kid at, at six foot and 176, if you don't have any muscle to go with that, and, and a lot of kids at six foot and 176 at high school, don't always have a lot of muscle. So I just wanted to fill out a little bit and make myself look a little thicker and a little fuller rather than just being so skinny. So, but the benefit of that is for the ladies, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, when you're in high school, you're, you're still, you know, you see kids at the gym or, or whatever. And you're like, he's not doing that right. I know he's not, or I'm not doing that right. I mean, you're right. still learning and, and the form is so off because you haven't had someone teach you. So you're learning the ropes, trying to get stronger, but also trying to work on what you call form because that's all you know. So, uh, you know, it's just a little different, a whole different process to begin with as, as you start your journey as a younger individual. So as you're going forward, did you find that, you know, you're working out, you started working out, uh, was it right after college or in college, did you say? Uh, well, I didn't really have time, I guess, in college. It would have been uh, probably right out of college is when I really started picking it up. Okay. Early twenties. Yeah. So how do you feel like that's impact your life? Like your abilities, what you do in daily life and how did you, and how did you, cause I know you've had some injuries mm -hmm. and you know, you've kept working out mm -hmm. and you know, kind of doing, um, rehabbing those injuries, but kept going, kept working out. Mm -hmm. And so how did you find that you found it beneficial, obviously, right? Of course, yeah. You know, so how did you find it benefit, benefited you not only in your daily life, but like, you know, um, did it help you in your relationships? Did it help you, you know, be more productive at work because of the discipline you had to have? So talk to me, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, um, you know, I, I've always been active. So um, working out, um, not only did I work out, but I played uh, men's fast pitch softball for about 15 years. Uh, I played slow pitch softball. I play racquetball. I, I bowl. Um, so part of that is, you know, I think over time when you're when you're doing all those things as well as working out. To me, the working out takes the most out of your body because it, it as you get stronger and you you use more weight, it taxes your joints more and different things like that. But um, I would always try to, uh, since I was never really an early morning guy in the initial beginning as a younger man, I, I hated getting up, um, early, early, but I'd go to work, uh, out after, let's say sometimes I'd do it over lunch, um, try to jam in an hour over lunch. And then I, I got to a, a point where I would do it late afternoon and do it on my way home from, from work. Um, just trying to find the time that worked in my schedule the best at whatever was going on with me and, and the wife and kids uh, to get that in. And, and um, I would go in spurts for a while. Uh, it just seemed like, you know, it's really hard, I guess, whenever you have a, a busy day to day, 
and then you have um, you might hit a plateau or you might hit um, a slight injury here or there and you you need to take some time off to let it heal or work through it uh, you just for whatever that reason is it just you pop out of it for a minute and you you take some time off and that time gets further and further away so then whenever you do that you're like oh crap first two weeks are going to be crappy because you know mm-hmm. our first two or three weeks whenever you get back in you just know that soreness right um and that's the tough thing is because you're not sore in one spot you're sore all over and it's a solid three weeks before you actually your body gets used to it again and gets out of that because i'm still sore now after working out all the time i you know working out so anyway uh, i guess long answer to that but it, it's um kind of up and down journey it just it um it, it you try to make it a priority, but you have other priorities that are more of a priority. But you've also had like different focuses as time has gone on. You've had different challenges from when you were younger to when you were older to accomplish getting in the gym. So, you know, what are some of the, as we're older now, you know, what are some of the challenges you face? Are you more tired? Do you need, I'm assuming you're eating more healthier now than you were when you were in your 20s and 30s. So talk about some of the challenges that you face as far as making sure you're up on time, you know, the time when you go to sleep, what you eat, what gives you energy, those type of things. So, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people are listening that are in our age bracket and they are tired. Oh, (laughs) great point. Yeah, I'm actually uh, going through a phase uh, currently that um, um, my energy level has just been low the last month i would say um and parker and i've had a a conversation about this but so at during the time that i've known you guys um i'd say three or four years i was at my heaviest at 219 and i was i would probably still be at 219 and be my guess or maybe a little heavier had i not started feeling some shoulder yeah. uh, pain or my right shoulder, I guess, on, in the rear side of it. I ended up just, you know, guys like to roll forward. So mm-hmm. long story short, uh, had a, a slight uh, injury there and, and was trying to fix it because I was getting moving up in, in my levels on my bench that I wanted to be at. So at the time I thought, you know, okay, well, since I'm, I, I have to take some time off, I'll, I'll start a program. And it was a dietary and a workout program. Well, the, what got me was, um, the pitch of that sales program was, do you want to be extremely strong? Do you want to have the blood work of an athlete? And do you want to drop about minimum of 20 pounds? I was like, check, check, check. Perfect. Let's go. So found out how much it was. It wasn't cheap, but you know, you can't put a monetary value in my opinion on, on health and, and, and your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so signed up for six months. And with that, they started me off with an initial uh, blood work um, panel. So I did my blood work. Based on that, they, they, I, I had a, a Zoom call with them. Um, and they, they had me do a few movements so they could see my flexibility, uh, my mobility, so they could start working on a few things. Um, and then they got my blood work back, looked at it, and said, okay, here we go. And they, they started writing me out a meal plan and a workout for it. And, um, you know, I know you guys looked at me a couple of times and, and went, how low do you plan on getting? I mean, because my weight just kept coming yeah. off me. But it, I didn't, I mean, I, I was eating 2,000 calories a day and, and it was a lot of, um, a lot of, well, I guess actually, I, if I think about it, I think the mix was, it was probably 
30 or 40 percent protein, 20 to 25 fat, and 20 to 25 carb. I mean, it was, or maybe it might have been 30, 30, 30. It was real, I mean, mm-hmm. almost an even split, I think. But uh, the good thing was everything was was easy to fix. It was very good and healthy. Um, and the weight just melted off. So at that point, I just was like, I, I told you guys, I'm just going to let it go as low as I can let it go. And then I'll bottom out, and then I'll start building back up. And, and I bottomed out. At, do you guys remember what I told you? What I bought it One, what was it around one eighty? What do you think, Parker? Yeah, I thought it was like mid one eighties. One eighty four. And I started at two nineteen, so I lost thirty five pounds on that program. Yeah. And and uh, I'm up to uh, I've been hovering around two hundred. So I, I've so I one of your earlier podcasts. I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. I think it was last week. Uh, I heard you guys mention about how eating. The same foods over and over and over on a daily and a weekly basis. Well, mm-hmm. I did my program. It was the same meal plan for, I did it for a year. So now, uh, now that I've done it for a year, uh, it's still good. I still like everything on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm hitting that wall with my meal plan as well as my workout right now. So I don't know what else is going on. Um, if there's something just you know inside my head that I'm dealing with, I don't know. But uh, I've kind of fallen off, and that's I've fallen off my meal plan just a little bit. And I think that's why I'm I'm more at 200 rather than 195 because I'd much rather maintain 195 if I could. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's you know I can tell you that meal plan changed how I eat for sure. Uh, we don't eat out nearly as often. Uh, fast food just does not taste the same. Mm-hmm. Um, all the grease and everything in that that um, that they use. I try to stay away from breads for the most part, with the exception of Dave's power bread. I'll have some of that, or maybe Ezekiel bread. But it just it's it's um, it's a whole lot different when you eat clean, and you've done it for a little bit, and you go back. Uh, I'd say if you've done it three or four weeks, the taste of everything just changes so much once you pick up something that's unhealthy for you. And then you know, crap, that, that's, that is crap. That they, we shouldn't be eating that. They put in a whole bunch of stuff that just, it bloats you. you. You just feel like you have a rock in your stomach, and the next day you're just like, why am I so sluggish? So yeah. it, it, it just changes everything. It's hard to go back once you've done that. You know, Once you know mm-hmm. what it's like to eat healthy and how you feel, mm-hmm. it's really hard to go back. You know, Maybe here or there you eat a meal, you see how you feel and you say, yeah, that's a reminder why you don't do that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for, for me to eat out too much anymore, eat too much bad food for that reason. But it takes a lot of commitment, you know, Absolutely. Like, like you talked about. It's not something that the average person can commit to, you know. I mean, I could give out meal plans to everybody. Just because you give out a meal plan doesn't mean that the person is going to follow it. You know, but you took that, what you were given, and you followed it to a T. And um, the, the word that comes to mind to me is just, just commitment. Your commitment through that was, was amazing, in, in my opinion. And, and I um, want you to speak a little bit more to how you were able to maintain that commitment for that length of time. Because I think, you know, anybody that could, that could have that kind of commitment would see tremendous results if they could just get into that mindset. Very true. Well, so... Before I do that, I, I, I still have my um, my weaknesses from time to time of wanting a bowl of spaghetti, a plate of spaghetti or pizza or uh, even a, a fresh homemade chocolate chip cookie or a brownie or something. But right. I, I try to limit those. So when I when I got on this, 
the the one thing um, when I was at my 219, uh, and I'd I'd had that first panel. Um, diabetes runs in my dad's side of the family. My grandfather had it when he was alive. My dad currently has type two, and I was pre-diabetic, and I was also I had high cholesterol, so. Part of that was a, not only did I want to try to lean down and see how strong I could be at a lower weight, I've, I've actually been interested in that part of it for quite a while. Uh, and then I found that program. So part of that was also, okay, well, if, if it's going to help me lean down, it's got to help get my blood work in line. And the way I look at it is you can't run a, a, a sports car with um, gumped up oil. It's just not going to run right. Mm. So if you want to be a a good running machine, you've got to have clean, brand new oil. So if I, that's why I thought, okay, if I get my blood work in line, get, get out of being pre-diabetic, get my levels perfect there, get my cholesterol down, I ought to be able to work out a lot better. Right. So that was the driving force for me was I wanted to be proactive with that rather than reactive. Uh, I, I didn't... Knowing what my dad's kind of gone through with his diabetes, I, I just, and, and seeing my grandfather, because my grandfather ended up having a, an ingrown toenail that he let go, and he let it go so long and so bad that they had to chop his leg off from the knee down. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's what an ingrown toenail does to a diabetic person if you just let it go. And, and of course, men are stubborn that we don't like to go to the doctor. I, I know I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather find something holistic and, <coughs> um, you know, something better to do rather than seeing a doc. But... Um, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to be reactive with with a situation like that. I didn't want to let it go. So, to me, I could I could tell you most people will not stay committed the way I was committed until they have a reason to. Mm-hmm. My reasoning was my life. I mean, I, I have three girls. Uh, youngest is nineteen. The other two are adults, and I have two stepdaughters that are teenagers. I love my kids. All five of my girls I love. I do not want to have a shortened life because I can't be with my wife and my kids. So I was trying to lead by example, eating healthier, uh, wanting to live a a longer life. Um, So I I wanted to get rid of the the diabetic uh, part of my my blood, uh, or just me in general, get rid of the diabetes um, that was inevitable uh, if I continued doing what I was doing. And I wanted to get my cholesterol down. So that was the driving force for me was to focus on my blood work, um, to make sure that I was feeling good, living well. And then, you know, I, I was struggling, and you guys saw me in the gym, I was struggling with doing some weights that I used to do pretty easily. I was struggling because I was, I was continuing to drop, but it was just getting that body reacclimated to a new set of blood or a new blood system in a way because of all the, the blood work that, you know, or all the, the clean eating I was doing. It was cleaning out my blood. I was losing the excess fat. Uh, my body was changing. So I had a lot going on. I mean, my body was trying to lose and help me, but I was trying to push it by doing more weight and, and still trying to maintain the intensity I had. So it made it real difficult. But that's, that's the whole reason why I did that. I, I wanted to I wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a driving force like that, just like Parker said, you could set up the perfect meal plan for anybody. But if, if they don't have an, a reason other than, yeah, I just want to eat good, 
but you know, I want to have a cheeseburger or, Hey, I want to go out and have, you know, three or four beers tonight and a pizza. I mean, that's all fine, but that's the mentality. If they don't want to change and be that strict and committed, they're not going to do it. I just, I had to see my health change Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Megan, uh, my wife was like, you're too skinny. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on it. Right. I, you know, I'll get, I'll get some, some weight back on. Just give me a minute. But mm-hmm. it, it just takes some time for all that. And she so was that ver- yeah, she was very supportive as you're going through that. Yeah, but it, it's a, it's a, it has to be a mindset. If it's not a mindset and a goal and it has to be number one, you're not going to stick to it. You are not going to stay focused and you are not going to be committed. Mm-hmm. And, and there were plenty of times when, when I first got started, that's the hardest because you're still, you know, what, what do they say? Is it give something three weeks and it becomes habit? Well, mm-hmm. the first three weeks is you're starting to having to say no to, gosh, that looks so good. I can't eat it. Man, I want a beer. No, if I want to, if I want to focus and I want to do this, I've got to say no. But as you get further and further away from that uh, first three weeks, it got more and more easy and um, rest is just history, I guess. I mean, I I was able to focus and stay on it. Well, as you get older, it gets a little easier, too. I found that. I I don't have, you know, we could go out for ice cream, you know, and if I if I'm like. No, I'm cutting right now. I don't have a problem saying no, you know, or I don't have a problem saying no to a cookie or if they're going fast food. I, I mean, I'm always no to fast food because um, I just know what's in that stuff. Sure. So I found it and mostly because of the patience I've had, the longer I've been around, the more damage I've seen that being on fast food for an extended period of time, what it does to you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, it's, dug into my brain is like, when I eat that, I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get used to eating stuff like that because then I can't do what I, I mean, we have all experienced that when we eat healthy, we can do things that we couldn't do before. Well, and you know, I don't necessarily know that, that, um, I mean, maybe there are some people that, that'll eat a burger at McDonald's or Freddy's or, you know, just fast food burger in general. And and not notice that they're they're bloated, or not notice the effects of having the fries with all the grease. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't feel it, or or they they feel it, but they don't know how to attribute that to the right. fast food they're having because the fast food is just that is it it swells the body up and puts so much more of a bloat on you. And I and I will tell you, the uh, I love craft beer. Um, I was a craft beer guy to where I would have um, I'd sit down at work and I'd have a couple of beers a night while I was working. Two beers a day to me wasn't, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic by any stretch, but I noticed once I stopped drinking beer while I was on that program, my bloating went, it went away. It, it, mm. it completely stopped. Beer bloats you, whether it's one beer or five. I mean, you will get bloat, uh, a bloatedness as, and as well as it, it, believe it or not, it will elevate your heart rate. If you sit there and you think, you know, I'm, it's, it's supposed to calm me down, drink a beer. And then let it go for a minute and start feeling, take a look at your watch and see if it has a, um, a heart rate monitor on it and see if, if your heart rate doesn't go up. It mm-hmm. actually takes your heart rate up just a, a tick. Well, it's, it's basically your body's response to ingesting what is effectively poison. Okay. You know, so that's a good, that's a good whether you have it. alcohol, whether you have um, 
highly processed food that your body shouldn't have. It, it's something that your body should not have put inside of it. The inflammation. So <clears throat> think about if you um, stub your toe, your toe swells up, right? So if the inside of your body is swelling up, that's because it's, it's damaged. It's, something's in there that's not supposed to be in there. And so it's fighting and then your heart rate goes up because your body is now having to recruit its resources to fight off that poison. That is what's actually taking place when that happens people think oh i'm just like bloated you know up right now from this beer or whatever but that's actually what's taking place in there your body has to divert its resources that are taking care of your other um the rest of your body and go to fighting off that poison that you just ingested i never really thought of it that way before but you know i i heard uh, and i'd have to figure out where in the heck i heard this i heard this recently that um uh you know how we are vibrational beings by nature humans are do you know why they call alcohol spirits by chance mm. well mm. i i had heard recently that they they're spirits because you know it, it takes the spirit of 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 us as a vibrational being and drops it we are a very highly spirited vibrational being and and the alcohol once you consume it it drops that to a, a low, low level, which we, in general, as a as a race, as a human being, function better at a higher spiritual or spirit mm -hmm. with a higher spirit. Um, so, you know, it, it's all. We could go into a whole other podcast of what some people call conspiracy theories, which basically there's truth to all of this that that you can find, uh, but it, it's just different things on what we've been taught and told are the farthest from the truth. And, mm. and that bleeds into our, our fitness and, and um, dietary journeys as well, especially eating healthy. There are so many things that, that, that uh, we've been told that are, are being disproven because they're just, they're not correct. Well, we've talked about that. I right. mean, you know, uh, me and Parker have talked about it in past podcasts. We've touched upon those things mm -hmm. about, um, I think there has been a, um, I don't know if you want to call it an agenda or it's been a, but there's been a concerted effort mm -hmm. to, uh, lead people to unhealthy lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, I go through the trouble of, you know, eating red meat from a farm, eating, uh, eggs from the Amish, you know, um, or, you know, raw milk, you know, those things. Number one, it's so much healthier for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't get, I get very little from the, the grocery store. So, um, a lot, most of my stuff, cause I'm eating eggs, red meat and protein mm -hmm. that, I mean, protein powder. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, with some variances here and there, you know, but that's a good portion of my diet is but, every day but it's a great portion and, and i'm tinkering with um you know i know you guys talked about the uh, carnivore diet last week and I'm, I'm tinkering with the idea of of giving that a go but if you think about it um two points i was going to make one if farm uh parker's a, a farmer he's a fit farmer by the way uh, <laughs> That's right. but uh he um his family has uh has farmland and has cattle um you know my my great-grandparents were farmers my grandparents were farmers if you look at it the you know they were eating fried eggs or scrambled eggs, fried bacon. They were eating, you know, greasy stuff. They had butter, I mean, milk from the farm and, and they lived long lives. And, and yet the doctors want to tell you, 
oh my God, that's way too much cholesterol you're having. Well, cholesterol has been found to be good for the body. Uh, you know, and, and, and farm, if you look at the people that are raising animals and on farms, they're pretty healthy because of your brain needs to function on a good amount of good fats. It needs to, uh, your body is, um, is supposed to function well with that kind of stuff, but yet they want to pull you back from that. And, and when you said agenda, Matt, the way I look at it is they put, meaning they, the, the people that want to think that they are in control of everybody, put a higher price. If you go to the store and you notice where all the junk food's at, it's all right up front. Uh, the chips, they, they want all that stuff easy to get to, yeah. and it's a lower price. Well, if you want to eat healthy, you have to find it in the store for one, and it's going to be a much higher price than what that, the cheap stuff is. So not only do you need to pay more at the store if you're going to eat healthy, but they want you eating the low stuff because if you, if you fill up with all that junk, and you start, your body starts swelling up or um, you get you know inflamed and you're, you start not feeling good and you have to go to the doctor, that's a trickle-down effect because then you go to the doctor, they see what's wrong with you or they think they know what's wrong with you, they write your script, you go to the pharmacy, get the drug, that, and then you start taking it. That creates a side effect for something else, so then you go back and get another drug. That creates a side effect. So it's just a customer that is healed is a customer lost to big pharma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it, you can call it a conspiracy, a conspiracy all you want, but if you think about that, and, and if you seriously just sit back and pull yourself away from that and logically think about, that whole dynamic and that process, you're like, oh, crap, this is a, um, a scheme to, to keep us going in circles because yeah. that's what they want. They, they don't want us to think for ourselves. They don't want you to have to or to eat healthy. They don't want you to find the right things. So, you know, they, they put information out there and, and they tell you, oh, yeah, cholesterol is bad for you or this or that. So anyway, I, I got off there for a little bit, but that's that's you know, you need to find your own journey to, um, and, and pick out what you're going to eat so you can, you can stay fit and healthy. I don't have the exact numbers on it, but now that you bring that up, it's really interesting because I did see a stat one time. It talked about, I think it was like 19, 1940s, 1950s. It gave the percentage of income Mm -hmm. that the average person spent on groceries or like their food. And then it gave the percentage of income they spent on their health care. And it was like, I want to say they're probably almost 30 to 40% food, way higher than it is now. And then like less than 10% on their health care. And then it said present day what those figures were, and they had exactly inverted. Mm-hmm. And now we spend like 10% on our food. It's, it's way cheaper and way easier to get our food. But that food is such a low quality that it makes us unhealthy. And then we have to spend more on our health care. So it's kind of like you're going to spend it either way. You talked about it's harder to access the, the quality food. It costs more money. But you're either going to spend it in obtaining the food that you put in your body or you're going to spend it on your health care down the road. I'd much rather spend it on the food, uh, but the food, if you, if so Megan and I have become, uh, and I, and I'm, I'm, my guess is knowing the both of you, you guys do it at, at your houses as well, but we, we have become, uh, ingredient, uh, viewers before mm-hmm. we will pick up something. And before, um, uh, before we buy it, we will go through it. And, and I don't know if you've noticed, but in, in my personal experience, 
go pick up a bag of something and take a look at, at the, one of the very bottom lines that says contains a bioengineered ingredient. As soon as I see that, Megan and I, and I see that, well, nope, set it down and go see. I mean, we, we've stopped eating certain things that we thought were decent. And then we noticed that it had a bioengineered ingredient. We stop. I mean, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bioengineered in a way that's going to be harmful to you. But if they're bioengineering things, whether it's to make it taste better or whatever, to me, that, that goes along a, a certain side effect at some point has got to go along hand in hand with that. So mm-hmm. we, we, we just steer, uh, steer clear of bioengineered ingredients in general. Well, I think that's an important point because people have to do their due diligence when they're in the grocery store or when they're shopping for their food. Right. Because it's easy to see a, a package of something or see an advertisement and it says, this is this is healthy mm-hmm. or this is good for you. Or, you know, they have a label that says it, it, it's all natural, it's healthy. You know, that doesn't mean anything. You got to do your due diligence, dig deeper, figure out what's actually in that product, what actually goes into making that product, and then figure out if it's actually healthy or not. Because there are plenty of foods out there that they market themselves as healthy, but yeah, they've got, you know, bioengineered food or they've got, you know, uh, natural flavors is my favorite one. You know, there's nothing natural about natural flavors. That's just a, a word they can put on there and almost put anything. Right. In there, and that's you know? the way I see it. Yeah. They could throw anything they want in there with that. That yeah. gives them the liberty to just yeah. contaminate what it is that you're getting. Exactly. Well, and, and then all the, I've, I've heard you recently and you guys, I think it was again last week or maybe a couple weeks ago in one of your other podcasts, you guys mentioned also the other dyes. You got to watch out for the red, the, mm-hmm. the food dyes, because those aren't the red number fives and the yellow whatevers. And you know, none, none of that's good for you. Yeah. And, and that's just not, I mean, but they make it so simple for you. And that's what they want. They want it to be simple. And they're, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the average person's going to go, man, I really want that bag of chips. And they're going to go ahead and get that bag of chips. Yeah. I mean, if, even if you go in, and I won't mention um, businesses, but if you go into some of the uh, supplement stores, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can get supplements, a lot of supplements are loaded with, you know, red dyes and um, canola oils or, you know, and then they mix. Well, it's got protein. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) You know, or it's got, you know. Well, the sucralose gets me too. I stay away from anything. The only, I think the only sweetener um, that I will, I I try to find something with it in is is stevia. I've found Mm -hmm. that that is the most, um, the best. But, you know, I, I will exact, but I think Matt, I mean, I do the same thing at the at the supplement stores um, when I go in to try to get supplements. But I think, obviously, they they're doing it for a reason to make money. But I, I think they're banking on not everybody paying that close attention to wanting to eat that clean. I think they're they're banking on someone taking a um, a tit for tat approach. You know, mm-hmm. okay, well, I, I see that it's got a few of these in here, but it does have some protein mm-hmm. and it is good. So I think I'm going to go ahead and get that. I think some people throw some of those ingredients by the wayside and go, yeah, I can handle that, or that's that's okay. But the, the older I'm getting, the more, the, the cleaner I want to eat, and, and, and I want to, uh, I mean, if you look at the supplements, uh, the, the protein powders I get, there's only three or four ingredients. I'm really trying to make sure that they're very simple and they're very clean and they're not loaded with sucralose. They're not loaded with whatever the additive is or the filler is that they're trying to get into to fill the bag yeah so well i, I mean I, I talked about this on uh, the probably the podcast you listen to is that for me certain diets cause me 
really bad migraines. Yeah. So well, I you've a, even told me that. I, yeah. I, yeah. So I stay away from uh, as much as I can from dyes that are in those things because I, I mean, it's a 15 minutes, boom. You know, it's interesting you brought up the supplements because when you talk about like the grocery store and a bag of chips, it's very clear that, okay, everyone knows that's an unhealthy food and everyone knows that's, that's not going to get you closer to a fitness goal that you have, right? Supplements are a little bit the opposite because I think people view those generally speaking as this is going to get me to my fitness goal faster Mm -hmm. than what I would get it to without it. A lot of times that comes at a cost and a lot of times, you know, you don't know what that cost is going in. And that's where I think, you know, it boils down to what is your true goal for your fitness journey? Is it to be healthy above everything else? Or is it a certain other goal? You talked about at the beginning, before you got on that program, what was your goal? Bench a lot of weight, right? Mm -hmm. And there was means that were going into doing that that were not ultimately healthy. Mm -hmm. And because of that, health was here, benching more weight was here, right? And part of getting on that program was altering that priority to say, hey, health is first. If bench comes with that, great, because you still want to bench a lot of weight and you're still going to bench a lot of weight, but health is absolutely first. And and if you have health, but you don't quite bench as much as you want to, that's okay. And I think that's where you have to really get to in this walk and in this journey, because if not, you're, you're going to do things that are detrimental because you're going to take, uh, make sacrifices in order to achieve goals. No, I think that was, that's very well said and very true. I, I, um, I want to be healthy first and foremost, because I, I, you know, the way I look at it, you know, for an example, Bud Light has a, um, they used to have a born on date on their, on their beer bottle. Well, we know when we were born, we don't know our, our, our death date or our die on date. Mm-hmm. Only, only one person or, or two people, God and Jesus uh, Christ know that. Mm-hmm. So when, whenever I go, I go whether I'm healthy or not, but I, I want to enjoy the journey while I'm, I'm still around. And mm-hmm. as long as the man will have me around, uh, trying to, uh, do as he's asked me to do, I, I want to be healthy doing that. And, and I, I feel, uh, and Matt, you, you, since we're similar in age, you could probably attest to it as well. When I was at Parker's age, my goals and my journey fitness wise was a lot different than they are today. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot different. I, I mean, I still wanted to work out and look good, but I didn't, 30 years ago, I didn't take into consideration my diet nearly like I do today. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know, I know some things have changed along that, that timeline, uh, in general with how they, they keep, you know, they give you, um, different, uh, they tell you what's good and what's not good and, and all that. But overall, my journey has been completely different from when I was your age, Parker, to now present day. Would you agree with yours? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had the ability to eat whatever I wanted when I was in my 20s. And it didn't phase me at all because my metabolism was 2000 miles per hour. Um, but, you know, also, I don't, I think, you know, we're, we were, as we're getting older or when we're younger, I should say, and we're eating all that fast food, right? I, when I was in college, we always, I mean, I remember running a track, uh, what do they call them? Intermurals or something in college. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that was. Anyway, anyway, so I was competing for the fraternity team and I remember we all went out 
before I had to run the 400 meters and we had Big Macs and Cokes and I was running in 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> oh, and, man. and I did it, you know, it was, I ran one of the best times ever, but I was young, you know, but then as I, I realized, as my son's realized this too, and he's only 20, when he eats healthy, he feels different. And the longer you eat healthy and then you go and eat those processed foods, you're like, wow, there's a big difference. But you get, like you said earlier, you get accustomed to it. Well, and, and I, just because your metabolism is high and mm-hmm. when you're in your late teens, early mid twenties, doesn't mean that it's still okay to eat those things because even though your body's burning it off, there are still some residual effects left over from, from the stuff that you eat. You just don't happen to notice it nearly as much because your metabolism's done an excellent job of getting rid of a lot of it. Right. But over time, your body, I think, just wears down of just the crap it has to get out of your system and, and try to digest and break down that over time, you're just finally like, Ugh, man, you know, I mean, it just hits your body harder and just makes you feel more sluggish. Yeah, you kind of <clears throat> your body can put up with it for so long. At least that's what I've seen in a lot of people. But eventually a lot of them come down to earth. Mm-hmm. And that's the people where. You know, you hear the stories that you go back to the high school reunion or something, and there's the the best athlete is all he the peaked in high school. He peaked no. in high school, and everything else has been. <laughs> but that's because you know he could get away with it, right? And he did that for a certain amount of time until all of a sudden it headed the wrong way. But that's why building the habits early is so important, because if you don't have those habits, you don't know how to eat healthy, you don't know how to take care of yourself, exercise, work out, then you know, whenever you all of a sudden can't get away with it anymore, it gets bad. But if you already have those habits in place, you know, you never really like fall off that cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just you, again, it it gets back to how important is it to you? If, if you make it a, um, if you make it a priority, it will change your life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people just aren't ready fit, uh, mentally to make that complete change because then they're like, oh, well, I can't have my beer or I can't have my hamburger or I can't do this. Oh, no, you can. Just give, try giving it up for a month and see how it is. Because then at that point, when that comes and gets out of your system, you'll, you'll find you don't want it nearly as bad. And then having it every now and then is okay because you take that bite and you're like, this doesn't taste as good as I thought, as I remembered it tasting. Yeah. It's because your body has said, you know what? You're right, because I've gotten all that crap out of your system, and you shouldn't be eating it. You know? Th- yeah. You've been eating better. But until until you really make it a priority, um, you're just not going to, you're not going to jump in with both feet. You'll, you'll dip one foot in, and, and that's okay. But if you really want to... Um, really see the maximum amount of transformation that you can do you've got to stay committed on it and you have to at least give it a, a good 30 days minimum i'd say i think 30 days is, is a good point that was one of the reasons why you know like doing carnivore month i wanted to give it a full 30 days to see what that looked like at the end and you're very right in saying that things taste different mm-hmm. you know and your your cravings change and yeah sure i'd you know, longed for a, a, a carbohydrate, I guess. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> During those times. But I, <laughs> but I, I came to find towards the end that I, I didn't crave a lot of those same things. And, and one of the, you know, when the first couple of days after it was over, I was a place they had uh, homemade cookies. And they looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And 
it, they were sugar cookies with icing on them and i ate one and it just it wasn't that good isn't that you funny? Yeah, and it just didn't yeah. taste that good and i thought yeah. to myself man the steaks i've been having to taste better than this and <laughs> right 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 and i've noticed that too um where it was it, it it became very hard for me to eat things like that yeah you know whenever you're used to eating them and they're they're there you just pick it up and eat mm-hmm. it you don't even notice it you mm-hmm. know i hadn't for like a month and i'm like it's hard to reach out and, and grab this thing i had to like yeah. tell myself it, it's okay because i'm not not holding myself to it anymore but it does it, it becomes way easier to do i also experienced that same thing with fasting and that's kind of a whole nother topic but when i would you know if, if i'm on a fast for a couple of days you know you would think that all you want to do is eat but once you get past that day or two mark you actually don't want to and it's easy to resist because you've sort of built that habit well i i do try to fast every um sunday morning uh, because we get up and go to church early so i'll try to fast sunday morning and then once we get done with church come home and have a snack before making lunch but i mean you know you, you talk about fasting for a couple of days could you imagine how Jesus did it for 40, 40 oh, days. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But, but just with that, and I only mentioned that because it's, it's just with what we're discussing on our, on our fitness journeys, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, we, we were born with the ability to be able to fast that long if we wanted to, because of we can, we can get enough nutrients in our system to survive and last if we, if we really truly wanted to do that. But the, the harder it gets, physically um to lose the weight or to want to do something that all starts with your with your mental fortitude and attitude first and foremost because if you don't have any mental capacity to stay focused to say no to see the big picture down at the end you're not going to give your physical self a chance to even start that or to accomplish that because you've already done a disservice to yourself by saying i don't want to do it mm-hmm you have to stay focused and you have to be able to know what that end goal is down the road. And you have to, because, you know, look at it this way, you know, God said, don't take the big open road, right? I mean, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that. He, I mean, he said, you know, the path well chosen is the, the hard path to take, not the easy path that everybody else takes, right? So if you take that hard path, let's say your end goal is down here and you know that you want to get there, you're going to get something here and something here and something here and here that's going to be an obstacle in your course. It's not going to be just a straight run and go, man, that was easy. I'm going to do that again. Anything that you want to do takes a challenge. And, and at the end, it's going to feel so much more sweeter and, and you're going to feel so much, um, much more satisfaction of getting it done because you've gone through all those challenges to begin with. But it's not going to be easy. Nothing right. in life has been easy. You have to work so hard at it. And, and sometimes it's just, for some people, the mental side of it is just, it wears you out. It just drains you because you're like, maybe, because maybe you're not seeing the, the results as fast as you want. Maybe um, something happens and you have a setback or, you know, you get busy and you have to take a few days off or a couple of weeks off from the gym. Whatever it might be, it's just, you've got to stay focused. You yeah. have to stay focused. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, I don't know if you've ever really talked to me about, you said the reason that you went on that journey recently was the blood work. So yes. talk to us a little bit about what was in the blood work and where you wanted it to get. 
Well, again, so, okay. Um, I started uh, because uh, with the blood work, um, I wanted to see how bad my blood work was. Uh, because my, uh, I was, I had high cholesterol, um, cause I had recently, believe it or not, just right before I started, I had already had a blood panel done for something. I don't remember what it was for. I think it might've been work. Um, and I had high cholesterol and I was pre-diabetic and I, and again, I'm watching my dad and my grandfather's journeys with their diabetes. I didn't want to go through that. So I thought, okay, if they said I could have the blood work of an athlete, I mean, look at those guys. I mean, some of them are 350 and can run a four, five, forty, right? I mean, that to me, I think they've got pretty good blood, right? Uh, I mean, you would think, even though they're they're overweight too. Um, I just looking at some of these guys, I'm thinking, okay, because the, what gets you is athlete. Oh, I would like to have the blood work of an athlete. Sure. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, it's an athlete. Why not? So, as we got, uh, we as in me and the, the the trainers with this program, got to looking at my blood work. Um, the, the, the trainer I dealt with designed a, a meal plan specifically for getting my blood work, getting my, my cholesterol lowered, and getting my diabetes lowered. And, and on top of that, he um, instituted some supplements for me to take to help boost in some areas that, where I might have been a little deficient, uh, to help boost them up to bring the other areas that weren't so good to get them down. And that was part of the dietary part of it, the clean eating part of it. So at the end, I did, so I did a, a panel at the beginning, a panel at the middle, and then a panel at the end. Pretty much everything came out great. And, and as a, uh, for some of you guys that are listening that uh, might be Matt and I's age, um, my testosterone tripled. I was in the low side of normal. I was in the twos. Mm-hmm. I finished, I'd have to look at it, but I think it was like 654. with my testosterone after I was done at the end of this for a year. That's amazing because most people, especially nowadays, they go in, they get labs done, and they see their testosterone's low. They think, oh, I need to get on injections, Mm -hmm. get on TRT, right? They don't think there's any other way. And that's proof right there at your age that you were able to not just raise it, but triple it and Mm -hmm. take it up to high end of the normal range. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Wow. That's... A combination of, of supplements and eating right, uh, yeah. which... Uh, and the exercise. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but that tells you anything is possible as long as you stick with it and you, you stay focused. Uh, but, you know, everyone has to have it so quick right now. And, and our society uh, gets to the, you know, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Oh, look, a squirrel. Our, our attention span just is not there anymore. So we want quick... I don't know if it's quick fixes, but we want quick results. That's that's just our generation anymore. It never used to be that way, but you know, good things take time. And if you want to um, let you know, I, and I've heard Parker mention this um, several times over the course of of knowing you guys, and I, and you might have mentioned it too, Matt. But you know, you have to um, if you're on a weight loss journey, you can't just all of a sudden go from consuming. 4,000 calories a day down to 2,000. I mean, you you have to get your body to acclimate itself as it's coming down. You can't just drop it right. and expect not to fall off that wagon because your body's going to be like, what'd you do with my other 2,000 calories? But if you start, 
going somewhere and you just low, you know, start slowly just dropping it and you're eating healthier and healthier, you're going to find that your body is making those adjustments with you. And, and it's not going to, you aren't going to want that craving. You're not going to want to fall off that wagon and just consume a great big pile of stuff. It, it just, your body will go with you, but you have to lead it in that direction slowly. Well, I think that brings up kind of a point too, that, you know, you don't get to where you're at when you find yourself in a place you don't want to be, you didn't get there overnight. You're right. not going to get out of it overnight. Right. You know, you got there gradually. Mm-hmm. You're going to get out of it gradually. You know, you need to think about where you're at and devise a plan to get out of it. There's not a, there's not a quick fix. There's not a, a magic pill, you know, or something, but that's what a everybody's lot of people looking think for. There is right. That's what they but, want. Exactly. And, and they'll try the next thing mm-hmm. that's marketed as a magic pill and no, that didn't work. Well, then the new things out now we'll try that. That didn't work. You know, or the new things out. well, this looks like it worked, but then all of a sudden we find out, Oh, there's this really bad side effect, you know, or stuff like that. And, they just keep hopping from magic pill to magic pill instead of all that time they spent hopping around trying these different things. If they had been dedicated on something, they would have reached their goal because yeah. it took you a year really yeah. to a, do that. A good, a, a solid year from November to November. Yeah. Now, was that when your blood or your testosterone jump? Did it take about 12 months to get it to, to triple? triple? Yes. It, 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 it started. Um, yeah. So my beginning panel was in the low twos. Uh, and then my last panel, uh, just this last November ended up being around, I, I want to say it was 650 something. It might've been 630, 620, but it was over six. So it was in the sixes, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it just, but you guys both know me from, um, you know, we talk about, uh, staying consistent and I, and I know we've discussed this countless times in the gym or, or away from the gym, but I'm very regimented with my supplementation. I take supplements like clockwork. Uh, I'm very strict. I take them every day. I don't forget them. Um, and I make sure that I'm, I'm putting those in my body that need to be there to help give me the best chance to succeed and to keep me healthy. So I, I supplement with, with my meals, um, and I do that religiously every day. But that's... And that's not something that's just isolated to supplements. That's you working out every day, eating every day. I mean, you were one that when we were working with you was known for being consistent. The days that you said you were going to be there, you were there. Mm-hmm. If, if something crazy had to happen for you to not be there, that you know, we knew something was wrong <laughs> if you weren't there. Well, yeah, I was exactly. going to say because I would get a text going, "Hey, man, you all right?" Because you guys, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, sorry. I'm just not feeling good today. I'm not going to be in. Okay, just checking on you. But that's and I and I truly appreciated that. But that's yeah. that's being consistent. Yeah. Exactly. And the same time every day too. You know that that's a big thing. You know I know you were then then obviously we'd see after your workout. You know you had a specific regimen for that and and you would talk to us about your specific regimen for for eating and diet and it, you know because it wasn't just this little thing or that little thing we've talked about consistency in the gym is is not the only thing some people some people are consistent in the gym Mm -hmm. but then that's it right or they are consistent with their supplements but then that's it right it's consistency 24 hours a day really sleep too right Mm -hmm. sleep's very important and and that's something i know that we talked about quite a bit because when you struggle with your sleep you struggled in the gym and you know you put a lot of effort into making sure that your sleep was where it needed to be because you knew that had a big difference on everything that came after that well it's like a it's a team goal and what i mean by that is it's it's your your sleep your meal plan or your diet and your your workout so i mean you like you just alluded to 
you might have one of those, but if you're not doing the other two, you're not giving yourself that ideal situation to succeed. You have to approach it from everywhere. And that's, I think, where a lot of people just, they, they think, you know, they want the workout or the gym experience to, to not be like work. They don't want to have to get into, you know, they're already working hard enough at their job as it is. This is an escape, but let it be a fun escape. You're, you're transforming yourself. You're, you're pushing yourself to new new limits and, and getting yourself to, um, you're just working hard at you. So have fun, even though it sucks whenever you're trying to get there and your body's like, man, I just don't have it today. Or you've, you know, one of you two have kicked our butts in the gym and we're just like, Ugh. but, but that's part of the fun journey part of it. So you can see that transformation. But I think a lot of people just look at it and go, you know, I, I just want to get in and do my own thing. I just don't really feel like, pushing it all that hard today mm-hmm. well it's, it boils down to attitude kind of it sounds like you have I, to have the right mental attitude for well, sure i will say i've worked with a lot of people i don't know if you agree with this matt but nobody enjoys being at the gym more than brian keller oh i don't know about that it sure seems like it when you're there and that's one of those things that you know you're always talking to people you're always upbeat you're always happy you know even if stuff isn't in your day, isn't going the way that you want it to. Cause I mean, you'll sometimes talk about that too. Like, Hey, this really rough thing's going on right now, or I'm going through this struggle right now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change your attitude towards the workout that day. You still push through it. And, and there's been times where you'll, you'll tell me, you know, I wasn't feeling it today, but I still did it. And I'm glad I did. Well, yeah, that, and that, and, and, and that's, that seems to be more times than not sometimes, but no, listen, God put us on this earth for many different reasons. Each of us have our own special gifts. Um, I think that God put me on to just be a, a light for other people when they might have a darkness that they're going through that we don't even know about. I mean, my mom, uh, God rest her soul, um, I was always, we joke, my brother and I joke because we have the gift of gab, and we always used to say, um, my mom could talk to a wall and, and get it to talk back and find out what the name of it was, find out its name. That's just my mom. My mom was amazing like that. And um, I think that, you know, there might be days that, um, you know, um, you guys might need a great big hug and I'll come up and give you a hug or something or vice versa. There, there, there's, there's certain things that we might not know about somebody. And, and it, it's just good to say, hey, how you doing? I mean, mm-hmm. my mom, my mom would go out of her way. She had this feeling. God put this feeling in her that go talk to that person. Mm-hmm. He spoke. She go up and talk to that person. Say, hey, you doing okay? Can I give you a hug? Mm-hmm. And and there were several different times that after she gave that person a hug, that person melted, cried because oh my God, you don't know what happened today. I really need. Thank you so much. I mean, my mom was just blessed like that. So, I I try to take the good out of everything. Um, and I just try to spread light, man. I try to spread joy. I try to have a good time. You know, even to me, even if you have a, a situation that's dire, the way I look at it is laughter is the best medicine. You know, there are, there are times that you need to cry. There are times you need to grieve, but if you can't enjoy that and laugh while you're grieving, to me, I think that just enlightens your spirit so much more rather than just being doom and gloom all the time. Well, I think 
uh, as somebody who's known you for a while, that shows through, yeah. you know, it, it was very clear to me and, and probably most everybody that knows you that, that that's how you think. Well, and that's good. I, I guess if I'm predictable in that, I, I'm okay with that. Um, because I, 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 I truly like, uh, conversing with people and cutting up with people. And, um, you know, we have, um, you know, a few guys at the gym that, uh, I'd always cut up with Alan for one Dave. I'd always give Dave a great big hug and Dave's our age, Matt. And, and, um, walk up to him. Hey man, good morning. Mm-hmm. And, and then he'd chuckle. I was like, oh, got a hug. Come on, give me a yep. hug. And then he'd chuckle because that, you know, that's, we just kind of got into a routine with that, but it, that's just what, that's just what good people do. Um, not, not to say that if you don't do that, you're not a good person. That's just, I, I just, that's one of the things I just, that's important to me. I, I, I like hearing about other people and, and making sure that they're having a good day and, and making sure that they're good because I'll look, you know, if, if, if you guys showed up at the gym and just weren't, ha- you know, feeling it and something was on your mind, I'd be like, Hey man, you okay? I mean, like for instance, I'll, I'll give you a couple quick examples. Same example. I'd be up in the morning and on, you know, Matt was out there on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you were, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, and Matt would, would text me, Hey brother, I completely forgot my protein at the house or whatever it was. I got to turn right back around. Can you open the doors for me? I'll be there in a minute. I'm like, sure. JT at your service. And JT was junior trainer. Cause I got that nickname. Uh, so then I'd get there and then. I'd open the door and, and Ricky would be there. He would be about the, the only one there. He's there at four thirty in the yeah. morning. <laughs> uh, he and I would be the first two sitting in the parking lot. So I'd go ahead and open the door and I'd let him in. And I'd said, "Okay, Matt's running a little bit behind." And then I, I'd have my phone on me. I feel it vibrate. Oh, Matt says, "Okay, um, do fifty of these, fifty of that." Um, he's running. He's on his way. He'll be here in a minute. And then as soon as you get done, let me know and I'll I'll take you through the workout your first round okay so Matt Matt had me do that a couple different times just because of of whatever it was Uh, hey brother can you help Matt can you open up the door I uh, I forgot my keys I I, I, or something you know whatever it was and I and I I got that JT uh we were always joking about being JT junior trainer because I (laughs) I was I was opening the door getting the music on turning the lights up and letting everybody in and and uh I'd be like Matt's running behind he'll be here in a minute just go ahead and loosen up okay <laughs> so I mean at some point when they didn't see Matt people started looking towards me because just they knew so I everyone had knows it didn't happen at time it was like two or three times it was, it was a handful yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was about it but but that's but but I'm okay doing that yeah that, that's, yeah that's to me being a service to other people that's what I like doing I, yeah. I like helping when I can help and and just you know I'd give the shirt off my back I, I that's just the way I am I I'd, I'd help whatever I can do, whatever I can do yeah. to help, I help. Oh, I remember when my mom passed, you were the first one to give me a hug, walked in and my, this was my first day back after my mom passed and you were the first one. So I, I, that's, you remember things like that, yeah. you know? So, but that comes from the heart though. That's yeah, not just yeah. going through the motions. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's been a great friendship. Um, that I think we both have built with you and, and we're very thankful to have built it. And we're really, um, just happy that we got to have you on the podcast here and, and, and be the first guest, Brian. Well, and thank you so much, but I, I will say, let me, let me throw out a, um, a little, uh, fun fact nugget for the class. Um, we all three share something in common and do you, do you want to take a stab at what I'm, where I'm at with this? Believers. With what I know? Huh? Believers? No, that's a that's an easy one okay, I think right, based right, on the podcast. Right, but but this sure, is okay. something that I don't know that everybody knows about. 
I became, that was my guess. I became a part of the group in 2022. You became a part of the group in 2023. You guys are going to go, oh my gosh, right. Marriage? No. I don't know. What do you think? I'm lost. Well, I mean, I do know that that's, that's true. Yeah. June 10th. Oh, oh yeah. We, do we all have the same anniversary? We all have the same oh, anniversary. No. <laughs> yeah, we I talked did. about this in the gym. Yeah. That's because right. you and I talked about it, and then yeah. Parker was like, I'm getting married on June 10th. And I was like, man, you join in the crew. I've kind of forgot. I met, wow. talked to you individually, and I knew Parker's was on ours. Yeah. But I didn't. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Yeah, I didn't put that together mm-hmm. either. Oh, June my goodness. We're the, we're the three June 10th amigos right here. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Out of, out of any date on the calendar for three random guys that know each other um, and have a connection and are friends, who would have thought that June 10th that's, would have been their anniversary? Yeah, that's... That's the odds are not in favor of that. That is for sure. (laughs) Well, so quickly, I'll just tell you, I I don't uh, anymore. I feel that um, there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. God put us on here for a reason. Things happen for a reason. You talk to people every day for a reason. You run into somebody for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know what that June 10th connection is, but it it is something that we share as a, as a, as a group of of friends, but there you go. Just thought I'd share that today. Hmm. That's a nugget. Yeah. Yeah, fun anybody yeah. else that is getting married on June 10th, I'm gonna have to take, take a note. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how big. Wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> well, how big do we want our group to be? I mean, yeah, do, we, okay. do we want that thing to be a bigger group? Or I don't what? know, but the odds are already were against it, and so I'd be stunned if it happened again. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me join you today. This has well, been a blast. Before we let you go, everyone's got to make a prediction. That's right. Oh, Super Bowl perfect. tomorrow. Yes. Chiefs versus 49ers, yep. Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, you want me to go first? Go first. I'll go oh. second. I'll Brian go last. All right. You can't steal my prediction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> that was inadvertent, by the way. You guys better not be choosing this one right here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. I was wrong on the Ravens game, right? I bet I bet against them or I picked against them, but I'm going with the Chiefs tomorrow. All right. I think they get it done against the 49ers. I think they're the better team. I think they got a better offense and a better defense. Um, I don't think they're gonna light the scoreboard up. Let me take, let me take. Uh, uh, let's see, thirty to twenty, Chiefs thirty to twenty. I'd take that all day long. Two score game. So okay, real quick before you tell yours, what was your Raven score? Ooh, what was my Raven score? I think you said thirty to twenty-one. Ravens. Okay. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I did say okay. that. And I did 30 to 24 because he wouldn't let me take 30 to 21. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you just say, well, we agree? Okay. Well, I, would, I, I, I don't think I heard him say it. Oh, okay. But then I was thinking, you know, okay, it's going to be, they're going to be up 21 to 7, and then we'll come back. I don't say 30 to 21. He goes, you can't take my score. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's what he says. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, I think uh, San Francisco may be in the lead at halftime. Uh, only because they're going to kettle and, you know, they're going to come after them mm-hmm. because we've beaten them once. It's hard to get back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the fact that the Chiefs have started to come on, they've got a great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started to come on and uh, they know how to win in these type of games Correct. more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think they're going to end up winning it probably, I'm going to say, I'm going to go 28-24. Okay. Mm. So the, what I've seen, uh, I agree that the 49ers are, are one. They don't want 
to lose a second time in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. But those are four years apart, two different teams, right? Mm-hmm. Our defense has played a ton better. Best since, I mean, in 30 years on our defensive side of the ball. Yeah, uh, We have not allowed uh, a team to score more than 28 points. More than. First team ever within, I mean, there have been several teams, I think, at 19 games. We've had 20 games in our season so far this year. First and the only to do it with no no score over that. Um, and if we can hold Lamar Jackson and his squad to 10 points, you know, Purdy is a timing quarterback. We, we throw off his rhythm, everything is going to change for him. And we have shut down corners. So with all that said, with our defense, I think – we're going to wreak havoc whether we're up or or down at halftime uh, i i hope we're up yeah but i think it's going to be an odd score because i i think not only um has our offense gotten a lot better but i think that um the san francisco defense is still pretty good i think we're gonna have a mix of field goals and touchdowns and and i hope it's by more than this but i think we win 26 17 mm. because if we can hold lamar jackson and company to 10 the Ravens beat the 49ers 31-19. Mm-hmm. And we held Lamar Jackson to 10 points. And I think our defense, that uh, uh, San Fran saw the Ravens' defense, but, I mean, they were number one, and we beat their offense. And I think if they've seen, I mean, I just don't see that they're going to get to 21. I could be wrong, but I, I think they score 17. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. That's my take. Well, you heard it here, guys. All three of us on the Chiefs, so let's hope they pull it out. Um, you guys got any big plans for the Super Bowl? I start. I defrost. I've already talked about this at the beginning, but I defrosted my r- Parker meat Ooh. ribs. I, got, I did four. I did four uh, sets of short mm. ribs. And I salted them yesterday, and they've been in the fridge for about 20 hours. Oh, they're so, going to melt. They're just going to fall right oh, off man. the bone. I am, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the process of getting them ready for smoking tonight, and I'll probably smoke them for six to eight hours. Oh, that sounds so, so good. Yeah. Sounds so good. I want to get it to where the bone just pulls out. Yeah. That's where I want to get it. I'm going to Costco to pick up some um, produce so I can make some a fresh batch of my salsa. And I'm going to take that, and um, Megan and I are going to stop by and pick up uh, a couple of Funhouse pizzas, and we're going to go over to... I've heard those are good. Oh, you've never had... Oh, uh, Funhouse? Matt. Yeah. Funhouse yeah, is the is best. Good. It's Isn't the that just like down here it's somewhere? Just on, yeah, it's just on the outer road right next to the park. It, it used to be Pappy's, uh, but uh, it's Funhouse. Mm. You, it, it's... Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. And Tim's is very similar. Mm-hmm. It, it, because Tim used to work at Funhouse back in the day. So Tim's and, and Funhouse are very similar, but delicious. So we're going to pick up a couple of pizzas and go over to, I mean, he's pretty much my best friend. Um, there's been three of us that have known each other since we were 10. And uh, the other one's a Broncos fan, so we don't ever let him come. He he could probably come over <laughs> if he allowed. wanted to. No, no, he, he would probably if he, if he wanted to, but he's just not a Chiefs guy because he's a Broncos guy. So yeah. um, that he, um, I kind of invited myself over just because I knew he'd be watching it, and I, I didn't want to watch it alone. And I just said, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" So he allowed us to come over, so we're going to watch it over there uh, at his place tomorrow. But Funhouse Pizza with some of my salsa. Oh, can't wait! Mm. How about you, I've, I've tasted your salsa, dude. That's smoke, <laughs> but it's a sweet smoke. Uh-huh. And, and you know, Matt, while it's kissing you, it's punching you in the, in the, in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had to sure. go to the restroom and could collect myself last time I had some. That's where the pizza comes in. It's going to hold everything together oh for a while. Gosh. But that pizza's delicious. You got to try it. Yeah, uh, I'm just. We're going over to my parents' house, watching with my family. Do they make a so, big spread? Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure exactly what we're having. 
Well, well, you I know do have it's some farm, I bet you have some fresh farm, uh, ra- uh, some fresh farm raised meat for sure. We always have that. Right. Yeah. Never, never run out of that. Right. That's right. Right. <clears throat> All right. Well, Brian, um, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, guys. Lots of good knowledge and wisdom dropped here by Brian today. So hope you guys uh, listen to that real good. Um, and that's it. Episode eight is in the books. So uh, Matt and I will be back here with you guys next week. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Take care, guys. See you. Hey, look at you. You've completed another milestone by finishing this episode of Loading the Bar. Your future self thanks you profusely. Loading the Bar is podcasted from Kansas City, Missouri. Email us at cpt.kansascity at gmail.com. Forge ahead and share your progress. And we'll see you back here for another episode of Loading the Bar. <laughs>